You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Antidepressants can help our patients greatly. How, however, can we get them to stay on them when there are bothersome side effects? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and with me today is Dr. Anita Clayton, who is a professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Neurobehavioral Sciences at the University of Virginia Health System in Charlottesville. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Clayton. Glad to be here, Lee. How big an issue is compliance when we're talking about antidepressant medication? It's a very big problem. And part of the reason for that noncompliance is side effects. We know that anywhere from a quarter to half the patients who start on an antidepressant discontinue it within the first three months. In addition, there are people who skip doses of their medication because of side effects, and they're trying to see if they can reduce those side effects or if it's really due to the medication or a variety of other questions that they have. And so they miss doses, even if they don't actually discontinue the medication. So this is really a problem for our patients. In addition, the ones who continue to take their medications over the long term often feel like they have to live with side effects that we may be able to do something about. You said a third to two-thirds of patients don't even stay on them for three months? It's about a quarter to half don't stay on the medications for three months after initiation of their antidepressant therapy. Is it important for us to go through a long list of possible side effects with patients when we prescribe these medicines, or would that more plant the seed for problems down the road? I think a lot of time physicians are concerned that we'll be giving our patients ideas about what they might experience. But in my clinical practice, I do talk to patients before we initiate therapy. In fact, I talk with them about several alternatives for different treatments, and give them pros and cons for each of those, and allow them to make a decision. Sometimes depressed patients have a hard time making a decision, and then they leave that to me. But at least I've talked with them about these concerns. I think also our communication with patients up front sets the stage for our being able to do something about problems that develop later. So before we initiate therapy, we talk about the type and timing of onset of side effects, that is acute and short-term side effects, and also establish patient preferences. Very often patients will say, I absolutely will not put up with gaining weight, or I absolutely cannot tolerate sexual dysfunction. I had it before when I took a certain medication and I can't put up with that. So there are a variety of things patients will tell us that are their preference not to experience. So almost prioritizing the side effects, which ones are, do we know the patients will absolutely not tolerate, and then we can choose something hopefully that doesn't have that particular side effect. Right. In addition, I think a lot of times we feel like we're trying to match the side effects with the symptoms that patients have, but we've got to know what they will and won't take before we prescribe for them. And when you break down the side effects into short-term and long-term, I, I think of many of the SSRIs short-term having gastrointestinal effects. True. Also, some of the other things that we often see are things like headache, dizziness, so sort of some vague kind of side effect that they'll report. They feel in their head, but they have a hard time articulating. Sometimes people feel fatigue or drowsiness. Anxiety is another side effect that people often feel. And I think dry mouth is another one that people often complain of. 
typically do you tell patients kind of hang in there? These are things that are going to dissipate or do you give other suggestions? In the short term, I usually say that the side effects will come on after they take the first dose of medication because that's related to the mechanism of action. And I tell them, unfortunately, they won't be feeling better at that time. So we can anticipate some of these side effects, particularly people who have a lot of anxiety associated with their depression are more sensitive to having a severe side effect than people who have depression without anxiety. And those people tend to have a more prolonged acute adverse event period than people with depression alone. So I do talk to them about it and tell them generally acute side effects resolve within the first week of treatment. Unless they've got anxiety too, then it might take twice that long. And we're not going to increase their dose of medication until we start to see those acute side effects abate. And that generally helps people hang in there. I usually set them up for an appointment to come back within about a week of the initial appointment, and they should call me if they have a side effect we haven't talked about or that's not in the package insert, because I give them all that information in advance. If they can anticipate it, even if they experience it, they can usually hang in there and get through it. That knowledge gives them some understanding and control, and they can usually make it through. Right. Plus, they know it's going to end. They've got the the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Now, certain side effects don't go away that quickly. So sometimes the sleep disturbance, headache will often persist for an extended period. And then there are long-term side effects that sometimes start early, but they persist in the longer term. And those are the things like sexual dysfunction, weight gain, and cognitive or emotional blunting, feeling flat in terms of of their emotions and their ability to think. And are those things you discuss at the outset with the patients or wait until they have a few weeks under their belt? I do tell them before we make the decision about which medication to use that these can occur. And I try to give them some percentages about the occurrence. In addition, it means that I'm going to follow up with them about these particular side effects over the course of their treatment, and that we're going to make an intervention early on if they are experiencing these problems. Because we don't want people with depression to go on having difficulty sleeping, and we certainly don't want to encourage people to continue to take medications that are necessarily going to contribute to further health problems like we see with weight gain. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and we are talking with Dr. Anita Clayton from the University of Virginia Health System about how to deal with side effects of antidepressant medication. Any suggestions uh, if a patient comes in with a complaint of a side effect that is non-physiologic or has not been reported? How can we help our patients with those? You know, I have been surprised over the years when people have told me something that seems in contradiction or not supported by the literature. And then, unfortunately for me, over the years, evidence for these kinds of complaints have come out. So I really do try to say, okay, What about this side effect? Is it really bothersome? Can you tolerate it? Is there anything we can do about it? And try to encourage them to stay on their medications if it seems like it's just a bothersome side effect as opposed to something that would either be persistent, interfere with their social relationships, or later on interfere with their health or function. So validate that concern and try to decide how to deal with it. Right. And I usually talk with them in advance, too, about possible management options, that we can either change their medicine 
add something in to try to counteract it, or manipulate the current therapy that we're using. So we can watch it over time, we can decrease the dose, or we can try drug holidays or other things like that in terms of manipulating their current therapy, or change the timing of the dose during the day. Sometimes that makes a difference as well. So we talk about that in advance and then try to make an intervention along those lines, whichever, again, the patient prefers early on in the treatment. So as they start to feel better, we know that this medication is helping them, and yet they're having a bothersome side effect. What can we do about that? If the med's not helping them, we can talk about changing to something else or changing the dose. So early and frequent communication with the patient to see how they're doing and then trying to address these side effects can help with compliance. Right. Now, hopefully, we've tried to plan when we made the first decision about what antidepressant to prescribe to try to avoid the things that they really most want to avoid. But that isn't always possible. How does efficacy of the medication fit in? I I would think that something that might start to show some benefit earlier would support compliance. You know, it's interesting because part of the complicating factor with long-term side effects is that it very often is a symptom of the depression. So, for example, core symptoms of depression involve mood, motivation, appetite, activities, things like that. And so, in actuality, we can see problems with sexual functioning, problems with concentration, memory, and thinking, problems with weight gain as symptoms of depression. And so, as these symptoms get better, then we hope that sexual functioning and sleep and weight accommodation will also improve. The problem is, is if all the other depressive symptoms improve, but then one of these or more tends to persist, then we've really got to do something about that. And this is something we then need to talk about with the patients about how we're going to make adjustments or what we're going to do. So it's true, as people are responding early on to treatment, They might see improvements in these symptoms, but at the same time, they might then see development in these same kinds of problems as a side effect to the drug. So we've got to be watching the timing of these symptoms as well. If they're existing before we initiate treatment, then we want to monitor to be sure they're improving. And if they're not improving, then they may in fact have become a side effect of the antidepressant rather than a symptom of the depression. Are there patients who are particularly anxious or you find might be prone to side effects that you might choose an agent based on how quickly it will let them sleep right away or to get some relief? Sometimes we do that. There was a study that came out of the Massachusetts General Hospital, George Papacostas and colleagues looked at people with anxious depression, that is, anxiety symptoms in association with major depressive illness. And they found not that they had a lot more side effects in terms of the number than people with depression alone, but that they had more severe symptomatology when they had a side effect. And so they're the people who will say, I took one dose of that and I thought I was going to die from the side effect, and so they stopped taking it. This really happened a lot when we used tricyclics, when we didn't have a lot of other options, because they have early side effects that are noticeable to patients and bothersome. But now with anxious, depressed patients, we try to start at the lowest possible dose, warn them about side effects, and let them know that they're going to resolve relatively quickly. And it's more the long-term side effects that we have concern with, because our patients need to remain on antidepressant medications 
for at least a few months, even if it's their first episode of depression. Are there some broad categories of strategies that you employ? You mentioned certainly the education and close communication and follow-up. Are there other general strategies that primary care doctors should be aware of with these medicines? I think one is looking at patient preference because then we're working together. The patient has had a part in the decision-making about what antidepressant to use. You don't want to just use whatever you've got samples of. You want to try to match it up to what the patient wants and what we think they need. Well, I want to thank Dr. Anita Clayton, who's been our guest as we've been discussing the general approach to dealing with the side effects of antidepressant medications. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.